Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. You had a very moving statement about your grandparents coming here uh, from Belarus to live in the country without fear of prosecution. I grew up in very similar country, Ukraine now, and when I came here as a young person, I believed in the value as an American not to be afraid of my government. But I wanted to tell you, and I want to share with you and get your thoughts on that. Are you aware that a lot of Americans are now uh, afraid of being prosecuted by your department? Are you aware about that? Are you aware of that? I'm just saying, are you aware or not? Uh, I think that uh, constant attacks on the department and saying no, it's that... It's not attacks. Well, let me, let me give you an example. I don't know. We talk what... about January 6th. People. I'm sorry? Here, there, there are some people came on January 6th. There are probably were some people that came on January 6th here, you know, that had bad intent. But a lot of good Americans from my district came here because they are sick and tired of this government not serving them. They came with strollers and the kids, and there was chaotic situation because the proper security wasn't provided. That's a question that was answered really why. Why we debated for 45 minutes on the floor and didn't stop the debate after the people broke in into the Capitol. But these people came, they were throwing the smoke bombs into the crowd with strollers with kids. People were showed up, you know, FBI agent to people's houses. You had in my district, in my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call. Call that. People are truly afraid. I should- that was Representative Victoria Sparts speaking with Attorney General Merrick Garland as part of the conversation yesterday in front of the House Judiciary Committee. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today, Congresswoman Victoria Sparks joined us right now from the 5th District of Indiana. Full disclosure, my member of Congress, Victoria Sparks. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever asked uh, the Attorney General whether or not he understands that people are afraid, but I always thought of it as more of a conversation of lack of trust. Did he give you an answer that in any way made you think he understands the gravity of the situation in America right now? Unfortunately, I don't think these people understand or care. And unfortunately, you know, Washington, D.C. became so disengaged and so unrealistic from the reality on the world and cares so little about the people that it's sad for me what's happening. But I'll tell you, Tony, what was really happening, and I'm just sitting on this committee, and I'm so sick and tired that they constantly, constantly tell everyone is insurrectionist. What does it do? It means that if you're going to show up here in Washington, D.C. and dislike what government is doing, especially if you're conservative, you're going to be insurrectionist. 
perception is people are afraid. I'm, I'm not joking. I know a lot of people in my district. Their houses was raided. You know, they've been, you know, phones were given, you know, to Bank of America. You know, they truly believe that they showed up. I mean, it's not like not funny when show up, just show up, FBI shows up to your houses. You know, people are concerned. Some people, just because they came here to, be, uh, to show their dissatisfaction, we have a right to peacefully express our dissatisfaction with our government. If we don't have that right, we're dictatorship. And dictatorship of opinion is the same totalitarian regime and communists, that's what is done. And we cannot let it happen. And I'm just so sick and tired of them and constantly in committees saying that there is a difference between some people doing some harm and there's a difference when people come. People come to my town halls, unhappy, and I have, you know, to listen to them because I represent them. And they have the right to tell that they disagree with me. And otherwise, we'll be dictators here. It's dangerous. In the, in the entirety of, of the talk uh, of that, uh, and the conversations that Merrick Garland, wh- where he was answering questions, a lot of it had to do with Hunter Biden and the decisions of David Weiss, now special counsel, to not prosecute at the time. He couldn't prosecute at the time. Uh, you, you, was there interference from the DOJ? And one of the answers that... Merrick Garland gave to one of of, uh, your colleagues in the House uh, of Representatives, uh, that would be Mike Johnson, a congressman from Louisiana, was uh, that I'm not going to answer the question of whether or not internally I've ever spoken to David Weiss about anything. I told the Senate I wouldn't interfere, but I'm not going to tell you if I ever had a conversation. Did that answer satisfy anybody? And if not... How do you actually get an answer out of this man that would satisfy? Well, I'll tell you. I hate to tell you, Tony, and I think we had conversations before. Only matter one thing in Washington, D.C. is money. The only power Congress has is its power of the purse. And if Attorney General would know, and if we actually would do our job and actually authorize Department of Justice has been not authorized for decades now, and all of these different programs they're doing and not doing, they would be responding in our letters. You know, he would be, have to come and ask for money. You know, he would have to say these answers. But if he knows that we're going to have this top-line number is going to give to him and he's going to do whatever he wants, and only, only directions are written by substaff member and committee reports that no one even knows what is in it, and you cannot even make a change in it because you know, the staff wrote whatever. Some of the staff is like crazy. He will, you know, he doesn't care. That's the only way how you can make this agency care if you yank their money. Congress has abandoned doing its job now for years and asking, where did you spend all this money? Which companies are they going to? Who is benefit? Is this benefit American or very that, few close to government? So that's a conversation about defunding. And it was Gerald Nadler, uh, ranking member, Democrat, who is very clear. What would defunding the FBI do to America? And, of course, Merrick Garland gave the... The hellscape answer. Are you arguing for defund? Are you arguing for keeping money from the FBI? No, I'm saying we have to properly fund proper programs and initiatives. 
we're probably not, not doing enough on human trafficking and drug trafficking and cartels. But the only way we can do it, I, you know, I just want to, you know, I, a lot of people don't understand the process how Congress is supposed to work that haven't been done now for decades. You should have committee of jurisdiction you know, like judiciary in this case, that has jurisdiction over DOJ and FBI. Committee of jurisdiction should have a hearings, you know, where these people are going to come and explain, we need this money for this, we have this program, what we're doing, not doing this and this, and Congress will decide, you know, which programs we fund, put the top maximum authorization, put what accountability we want from them, we can attach strings, which we should be on them to be accountable to us. That's our job, because that's the only way how they're going to be accountable to the American people. And then appropriate will appropriate up to the amount we authorize. What right now is happening, why I fought so much and was so mad that Kevin didn't do this process. What's happening right now, they're going to have a top line number. You know, they're just going to give in bulk. You know, and they can spend and do whatever they want. If they don't want to enforce the border and not give in to border patrol, they can, right? If they want, I mean, in case of Homeland Security. But I'm just saying we're not doing it with a lot of legislation, with a lot of these bills. You know, an appropriator will give a top-line number that will fight a lot, but devil is in the details, right? And details that are written are going to be written by committee staff, this heavy report that no one even knows who it and never reads it. You cannot even change. Like, I can at least now, we forced McCarthy to allow to make some changes in the rules committee so rank and file members have, have ability to make a difference, at least somewhat. And we put some members like Thomas Massey and Chip Roy on that committee that actually will fight the real fight. So we can at least do some rules. But I cannot change committee report. In rules, all I can do is just say, you cannot fund this. You know, or change the funding. I cannot say you have to also do oversight report, and that's not, it's not going to be germane. That has to happen authorization committee. That's why I said we're wasting our time because this agency would be working for the American people if we would have done our processes properly. Talking to Victoria Sparts, Congresswoman from the Indiana 5th District. You bring up Kevin, which is Speaker McCarthy. Uh, that was one heck of a back and forth. You were on this show just the other day talking about your opposition to the continuing resolution. And our problem is, is that we knew when September 30th was on the calendar. We're now putting our backs against the wall. This is not a way to do it. Uh, Kevin McCarthy in response, uh, and, and I'm not, you know, uh, uh, parsing any words here, called you a quitter. Well, I'm not quitting, but but Victoria is is quitting, as you have already stated. You're not going to run for re-election. Congressman Matt Gates is coming uh, to your defense and standing shoulder to shoulder with you. You've spoken about what Kevin McCarthy said. Where are you right now with the speaker and with the continuing resolution? Well, you know what. <laughs> We made the progress. He will have to make some now, you know, uh, I don't think it was very wise of him to, to say stuff like that. He knows better than that. I don't think it helps. But, you know, people just do things. You know, it's okay. I, ha I don't get offended easily, you know, even though I appreciate that, you know, uh, you know, Congressman Gates actually defended me. It's nice that we at least have some people willing to stand up if you're a conservative woman. Unfortunately, liberal media is not going to be defending you for sure. Uh, you know, if that would be, a, you know, a liberal woman would be very different. But it's, it's, it's beyond the point what the thing, what it is, and what was my battle, and Kevin agreed to do that, that I said at least if we failed this year, 
you know, let's at least push something for next year, that next debt ceiling increase, we will force the Senate to deal with some corruption, to save some of the programs like Medicare for seniors. We owe it to seniors. To look at some other ways where there is a fraud and abuse, to have this commission and force the Senate to do some serious moves. It's corrupt as hell over there. You know, so he is at least willing, you know, to do that and then do something on the border security to force them to do everything that was part of last that ceiling discussion. Nothing happened. You know, so we have to secure the border and save this country. So I said, if we put the border there and at least commission on next year, I'll be willing to support, even though you fail, but I'll be willing to give you some time to do it. But I'll tell you, if that resolution comes, like all this business as usual, that CR comes clean back from the Senate, I will personally join or move the motion to vacate our speaker, not just Matt, because I'm sick and tired. The Hold on has- a second. Take, take a moment. Let's yes. make sure I understood you. If the Senate comes back with what, you'll move to vacate the speaker? If, if, if the CR that comes back doesn't have commission the border security, I am done. I, you know, Kevin has to win some battles for the American people. If we are going to be a governor here, we have to deliver. Messaging bills do not matter. It doesn't matter. We can talk a lot of these great things. It has to go through the floor. It will go nowhere. What things matter that will be put in the law? And what it matter what we are going to fight as Republicans to deliver? And listen, there are some, we can wait for the alignment of the stars, but there are some issues that are serial national security issue. And our debt and border are serious to very serious national security issue. So I want to make sure we're not just going to pass like we did last time at all conservatives. He's going to pass all these great things. We'll come back with nothing pretty much on back, you know, like back. And that's what happened last time. We were talking about, you know, we just reached 33 trillion, right? And we're talking saving a billion. Let's just not even waste time and harass people and actually do more damage to economy, just having all of this uncertainty and, you know, drama. You know, if we're going to have something meaningful, let's do meaningful. And I think it's meaningful for the American people to deliver it shouldn't be a partisan issue. And then Senate will have to explain to the American people why they don't care about border security, why they don't care about that. And that will be up to the American people to decide what to do with them. Will I see from you, and I, and, and I almost used the word venom, it's, it's the wrong word, and I apologize for that. Will I see from you the passion regarding putting Kevin McCarthy on notice Will I also see that from you regarding Chuck Schumer? Will I hear from you, uh, Congresswoman, the, the, the idea that Chuck Schumer isn't doing X and Chuck Schumer isn't doing Y and Chuck Schumer isn't doing Z in the same way I hear it about Kevin McCarthy if indeed you get this back and there is nothing about the border in the continuing resolution? Well, you probably, Tony, not watching, uh, not watching them, but if you notice, I spend more time probably on CNN, MSNBC, NPR, and all of this media than spending on any conservative media. And I've been talking to, play, you know, to political and a lot of groups that are not pro-Republican because I want to make sure that voters that watching their channels understand that the Senate that they supported and voted for is going to other save this country or going to fail. So, and I told him, you know, don't try to agree with them. He's like, oh, they don't want it. I don't care what they want. We, 
you know, draw the line in the sand, and then Senate is going to decide. Because if you're willing to make pick that fight, because we need to pick some hills to die on and take them, you know, and then it's up to the Senate to explain, I am not going to be attacking you. My responsibility for you to force you to lead because I elected you. I have no ability to do that, but we have to win against them. So I said, like, I will come after the Senate, and I've been coming hard. And I went to the media and people that support them that their voters understand it. Because, unfortunately, we don't have any more collaboration and debate and deliberation. Everything becomes so polarized. So I told him I went to a lot of liberal media, and I will, because I want them to know that, too. I only have uh, about 60 seconds, but I want to get to something a little personal. The idea that Speaker McCarthy called you a, a quitter um, and you had responded on social media in a way that would make one think that maybe you were changing your mind. Well, Speak, uh, Congresswoman, are you changing your mind about uh, not running again? Listen, I said, like, you know, uh, this is a great one. It gets responsibility. And I always say, you know, don't make me really pissed off. Okay. You know, I didn't run because for this office, because I, I, you know, underestimate the magnitude and the difficulties we are. I just go so sick and tired of my worthless Republicans. I hate to tell you, not doing that. So I want my Republicans to be better. So I said, if you can make me very mad, <laughs> your wishes might come true. I don't know if he wishes that or not. I Probably not. I'm sure that he said, like, well, you would stay with it. He says he wished I would stay. So I said, my, your wishes might come true. You know, but I will do whatever I can to deliver that. I will that was make not sure. an answer. We're going to have to get that another time and sooner rather than later. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, always appreciate you. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz.